This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Coming up on 5-Minute News. Israel declares war after Hamas attack. In support of Israel, U.S. sends carrier to the eastern Mediterranean. And people dig out dead and injured from Afghanistan earthquake. It's Monday, October 9. I'm Anthony Davis. Benjamin Netanyahu and the Israeli government formally declared war Sunday and gave the green light for significant military steps to retaliate against Hamas for its surprise attack as the military tried to crush fighters still in southern towns and intensified its bombardment of the Gaza Strip. The toll passed over 1,200 people dead and thousands wounded on both sides. More than 24 hours after Hamas launched an unprecedented incursion out of Gaza, Israeli forces were still battling with militants holed up in several locations this morning. At least 700 people have reportedly been killed in Israel, a staggering toll on a scale the country has not experienced in decades, and more than 400 have been killed in Gaza. Israel said it brought in special forces to try to wrest control of four sites from Hamas fighters, including two kibbutzim that militants entered earlier in their attacks. The declaration of war portended greater fighting ahead, and a major question was whether Israel would launch a ground assault into Gaza, a move that in the past has brought intensified casualties. The high death toll and slow response to the onslaught pointed to a major intelligence failure and undermined the long-held perception that Israel has eyes and ears everywhere in the small, densely populated territory it has controlled for decades. Several U.S. nationals have died since the start of the surprise attack on Israel on Saturday, a National Security Council spokesman said on Sunday, adding that U.S. officials remained in touch with their Israeli counterparts. U.S. Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin said on Sunday that he had ordered the Ford Carrier Strike Group to sail to the eastern Mediterranean to be ready to assist Israel after the attack by Hamas that left more than 1,200 people dead on both sides. The USS Gerald R. Ford, the Navy's newest and most advanced aircraft carrier, and its approximately 5,000 sailors and deck of warplanes will be accompanied by cruisers and destroyers in a show of force that is meant to be ready to respond to anything, from possibly interdicting additional weapons from reaching Hamas and conducting surveillance. The large deployment reflects a US desire to deter any regional expansion of the conflict, but the Israeli government formally declared war on Sunday and gave the green light for significant military steps to retaliate against Hamas. Along with the Ford, the U.S. is sending the cruiser USS Normandy and destroyers USS Thomas Hudner, USS Ramage, 
USS Kearney and USS Roosevelt. And the US is augmenting Air Force F-35, F-15, F-16 and A-10 fighter aircraft squadron in the region. In addition, the Biden administration will be rapidly providing the Israel Defense Forces with additional equipment and resources, including munitions. The first security assistance will begin moving today and arriving in the coming days, Austin said. President Joe Biden and Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu, in a telephone call yesterday, discussed the taking of hostages by Hamas terrorists, including entire families, the elderly and young children, according to a White House statement describing their conversation. Biden stressed that all countries must stand united in the face of such brutal atrocities. As part of the U.S. effort to deter further escalation, Secretary of State Antony Blinken spoke with his counterparts from Saudi Arabia, Turkey and the United Arab Emirates. In each call, he encouraged each country's continued engagement and highlighted the United States' unwavering focus on halting the attacks by Hamas and securing the release of all hostages. On Capitol Hill, the House is preparing a bipartisan resolution that says it stands with Israel and condemns Hamas's brutal war. The resolution from the leaders of the House Foreign Affairs Committee is expected to be among the first items considered for voting once the House elects a new speaker. Men dug through rubble with their bare hands and shovels in western Afghanistan yesterday in desperate attempts to pull victims from the wreckage left by powerful earthquakes that killed at least 2,000 people. Entire villages were flattened, bodies were trapped under collapsed houses, and locals waited for help without even shovels to dig people out. Living and dead, victims were trapped under rubble, their faces grey with dust. A government spokesman said on Sunday that hundreds were still trapped, more than a thousand hurt, and more than 1,300 homes destroyed. Saturday's 6.3-magnitude earthquake hit a densely populated area near Herat. It was followed by strong aftershocks. A Taliban government spokesman on Sunday provided the toll that, if confirmed, would make it one of the deadliest earthquakes to strike the country in two decades. An earthquake that hit eastern Afghanistan in June last year, striking a rugged mountainous region, wiped out stone and mud-brick homes and killed at least a 1,000 people. With much of the world wary of dealing directly with the Taliban government and focused on the conflict between Israel and Palestinians, Afghanistan hasn't received an immediate global response. Almost 36 hours after the first earthquake hit Herat province, there have been no planes of aid flying in and no specialists. Aid agencies and non-governmental groups have appealed for the international community to come forward, but only a handful of countries have publicly offered support neighboring China and Pakistan among them. 5-Minute News is an evergreen podcast covering politics, inequality, health and climate, delivering independent, unbiased and essential world news daily. Hello, this is Gary Chahot welcoming you to check out the French History Podcast. Our main show covers the history of France from the first humans until present if you liked Mike Duncan's The History of Rome and wanted a similar program covering the land of beauty, culture, and love, we are exactly that. We also host world-renowned scholars who have delivered guest episodes on their specialties, including 18th century pirates, 
revolutionary booksellers in 20th century Paris, the special friendship between the Marquis de Lafayette and Thomas Jefferson, and numerous others. Learn what you love and listen to the French History Podcast today.